Eric, what was your favorite hymn song? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, either Wings of a Butterfly or... What was that one? It was like Wings of a Butterfly? The wings of a butterfly for your soul. I can't honestly I can't even remember a single hymn song. What's up, listeners? This is the Board Stiff Podcast, Episode 6. We are welcoming back Eric. Back Woo-hoo. to the podcast. Welcome back, Eric. <laughs> hey, cheers, buddy. Right. We got a full Here beer. We, go. we got a little, little clank there. And welcome back. I mean, you took a few episodes off. You're on vacation and then, yep. you know, down in Florida. Right. Roasting, <laughs> roasting under the sun. 105 degree weather. <laughs> Dude, those pictures of your feet will haunt my yeah. dreams. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one. I went to a bar and this uh, dude goes, yeah, I moved here from Virginia. And everybody warned me about the feet thing. I guess the feet thing is a popular thing down there. So, so, so feet just, because I don't know, I've been down to Florida a few times. So right. Feet have never burned right. for me. <laughs> this dude was hospitalized and stuff. And he goes, yeah, I can imagine your feet were two times the size of what they were. Dude, you sent that picture over. I must throw up in my mouth. <laughs> it was it was bad. I literally couldn't walk for two days. It was so brutal. <laughs> Nah, man. But hey, welcome back to the podcast. We're glad you're back. Had a couple guests uh, filling in in your wake, uh, mm-hmm. getting some things together. But uh, what you just heard on the intro there, I uh, brought the uh, band The 60s in with us here for tonight. Local band out of Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Uh, Neon Lights was the song. Basically another drummer-skater combo for this song, uh, Chris Mayer. Uh, you'll probably listen to this as soon as I post it, but he's a uh, skater that I've had the pleasure of skating with, and uh, I've had the pleasure of playing a couple shows with the 60s. They're a great band. A um, couple Halloweens ago, great story here for this. Uh, they usually have this show called The Graveyard Smash in Lansdale. It's like a tribute Halloween show. Everyone plays it. <laughs> Everyone plays like a different band's music. So the 60s come out doing Spinal Tap. What? Yeah, dude. Like dressed like them and everything. Right. One of the coolest sets I've ever seen in the Graveyard Smash yeah. was the 60s coming out from that. Yeah. Uh, like I said before, um, yeah, we had Neon Lights, which is off of Haunt Me. Uh, which is their EP of, out of uh, Get This Right Records. You can pick it, or you can listen to it, stream it on Spotify and iTunes. Um, you can also download it on iTunes. Uh, the 60s.bandcamp.com is uh, also a place where you can uh, download it too. Um, Facebook and Instagram is very easy. It's at the 60s PA. They're a great band. Bunch of cool dudes. Uh, obviously, they're affiliated with a band that 
you and I are both big fans of the Wonder Years and everything. In fact, right. uh, CJ, which is the singer of the 60s, mm-hmm. he is in uh, Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties. Right, right. Have you heard that band? Yeah, no, from no. the singer of uh, the Wonder Years. It's but, his like side I mean, project. this music's more up my alley than. Uh, <laughs> Pizza Party was a little obscure for me. <laughs> hey, man, Pizza Party, all right. <laughs> pizza Party was great. Uh, you know, yeah. speaking of the Pizza Party, uh, what we're drinking tonight is a Gun to a Knife, uh, Gun to a Knife Party. It's there a farmhouse go. IPA. A Stickman Brews is in Roarsford, Pennsylvania. Uh, stickmanbrews.com, Facebook, Instagram, at Stickman Brews. Really Got to love a... Uh, company that does all this do-it-yourself with the can and the sticker and everything like obviously you have your generic can they just like slap the sticker on there for it they had a couple that were in the uh case that had their own like labels and everything Mm -hmm. but this was like a generic label where they actually like they put the name of the beer on the side so you knew which one it was so it took me a while to get it when i was there because i was reading down the menu and i saw farmhouse ipa and i was like okay this sounds like it's gonna be pretty good Mm -hmm. Let me try and find it in the fridge because every single beer is basically looks like the front right here of the right. guy enjoying a beer. Yeah. So that's what you're looking at. I'm just picturing <laughs> the Porsche slob in the back that's got to put all these on. I know. I can. Um... <laughs> Uses like a credit card to get all the wrinkles out. <laughs> He's just putting it But it, it looks good, you know. Yeah, it looks good. I would buy good. this over, you know, I don't know. Famous IPA or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like kind of got that do-it-yourself feel. Um, if you ever get a chance, you should definitely check out Stickman Brews. Uh, yeah, my best friend and I, Tom, have gone down there a couple times. We've enjoyed it. Right. Um, yeah, and the lady and I have gone down there. It's a awesome setup. Um, it's actually right next to uh, that. Remember that beer distributor in Aurora's Ford? We used to skate the dock. And we got yeah. kicked out of there. So it's oh, it from, used to be Sly Fox, right? Yeah, it used to be Sly used Fox. Be, yeah. Then it was like Golden Labrador yeah. or fucking restaurant. And there was a beer distributor there, and then, yeah, Sly yeah. Fox was So that, that loading dock we used to like skate all the time, that's basically where the brewery is. Right. And they basically took the back where the kitchen was and everything and just yeah. opened it up. It's like mm-hmm. got this real old warehousey kind of feel to it, but all these, basically a lot of board games, a lot of like long, like, right. uh, you know picnic tables mm. then they have like a bar and everything but they have growlers you can get there no, it tastes good it's, it's not a what normal microbrew beers do now is just make it hoppy as shit for no reason and then yeah, this you know is, that, that is what it is there's so much flavor to it it, it tastes great it, it's actually kind of like a like a saison that I can enjoy yeah it's got that farmhouse like saison right, right. kind of or I mean for the beer snobs out there saison <laughs> It's got a citrus aroma to it, and uh, it's a great palate. It is very close to a saison. <laughs> that's what I. That's from what I heard, or from what I've been told. That's how you should say it. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's it's a very easygoing, you know, IPA. I enjoyed it. It's uh, it's good. So definitely check them out out in Roarsford. Mm-hmm. Go to stickmanbrews.com again. Facebook, Instagram at stickmanbrews. Uh, so, you know, let's get into our uh, video segment, which is primarily what we came together here to watch tonight at Eric's house is the epically latered uh, featuring a, uh, I guess, would you, would you call him a local hero? Local something. <laughs> you know, I, I would call I would, I would say legend more than hero. Okay, yeah, so let's call it, yeah, local legend, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, the epically latered, uh, you know, Bam Margera. Right. So, I mean, watching this was a big nostalgia kick for uh, Eric and I. 
since we've had some we've had some ties with our skateboarding career and obviously uh, with BAM as well. Um, I mean, going back, obviously we grew up, you know, skating in the area. BAM was kind of that you know local legend that everyone heard about, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's on MTV, he's doing his jackass thing. And then he was doing Viva La Bam. <laughs> and I think when we when we got into our later teens, well, I got into my later teens. It was about 17 or 18. You were probably about you know, 15 or 16. Whoa! <laughs> Relax, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were, I, yeah, I mean, you were a couple years younger, but like... I was probably about 13 or, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, me, yeah, wow, 13 years. 13 or 14. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we, we look back at that. So I was coming in at 17 or 18. I started going to Borderline demos a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was doing the Borderline demos. Yeah. He was that guy that, you know, you were like, oh my God, that's Bam. You know, he's, that's from MTV and everything. And... It was kind of cool, but, you know, at the same time, what he was doing wasn't really cool for us, but other people recognizing our area for this dude was really cool. Yeah, and, (laughs) I mean, obviously, you know, with Toy Machine and Jump Off a Building and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, he was, you know, he was this hero... Or not hero, but, like, legend, because he... Like, him and Maldonado came out of this area just, like... You know, firing on all cylinders, and that was awesome. Right. You know, and Bam, he, you know, from the beginning, always had his you know funny stunts, and they always they talked about it in there. Always incorporated, you know, obviously land speed, CKY, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, when I was in high school, that was, well, I mean, I was the only skateboarder in my graduating class, but you know, a lot of the kids who tried to say like, oh, you know, like skateboarding, like Bam Margera and stuff like right. that, I'm like, <laughs> no, not like Bam. Well. Yeah, maybe a little bit, like 50-50, <laughs> like Bam Archer. Like, I enjoyed skateboarding, but you wouldn't catch me in, like, a shopping cart right. like, going into the bush and stuff like that. So, uh, it, you know, it was it was interesting to watch, mm-hmm. to see where he is now um, after everything. Yeah. I mean, my biggest memory with the early stuff, I actually, I was pretty sheltered, I guess, with my parents and stuff. and yeah. They took me to Fairman's, and I used to get my boards from Fairman's, and I was floated by them for a little bit. They took me down there one day, and they're like, you can pick out one skate video. And I had no idea what CKY was. <laughs> or CK, it was CKY2 before the CKY you know, 2K came out. Yeah. <laughs> so I picked that one out, brought it home, put it on the TV, watched it. We only had one TV at a time. I didn't have you know, my own personal one. And my mom's watching it, and she goes... Okay, if that's what skate videos are, you're not allowed to get anymore. Oh. <laughs> so, I, I, hence my creepy recording skateboarding off of a TV on a VHS days. Oh, man. <laughs> Bootleg skate tapes with her, yep. right? <laughs> no, man. I mean, with... Uh, I remember buying, like, obviously, I, I, was, I was really big into music back then, so, like, CKY was... I, I loved CKY, but then there was also, obviously, his obsession with him. Right. And I remember, like, in high school, you know, the girls dating was, like, obsessed with him. Yep. Like, oh, it was him, the <laughs> hardogram and everything. And I was just like, man, CKY is such a much better band. Right. And, 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 like, always dug CKY. And, you know, him, he was doing all that stuff. And it was, like, kind of fast. We fast forward to, like, when you and I started skating more into like 2006, 2007, right. even like 2008, 
um, Party Boy Bam Margera came out came out <laughs> of the woodwork I mean he was he was doing less of the skating more of the mm-hmm. partying a lot of like just filming for MTV doing his own thing and it was interesting to hear him talk about Castle Bam right because like you and I you know he was talking about how like everybody had the code right <laughs> to get the Castle Bam and Joe Schmo's like us could just go whenever we and do you to. remember <laughs> all of us like piling into my like Subaru Outback and even, like, well, even before that, the Jeep. The Jeep, yeah. yeah the even Jeep. before that, the Jeep, like, <laughs> driving out there to his house, right. like, right at his front door. Like, no, <laughs> there's no cameras. We just put in the code, drove down to his indoor skate park. And did no one else was there either, too. So we got to, like, just, and, like, we weren't, like, the partiers or nah. anything like that. We, uh, you know, we just went and we skated. It was more of a privilege than anything else. Like exactly, it's rainy today. We can go skate bams and yeah. not get hassled. No pads, no feet. Exactly. Like, I mean, a lot of people utilized it for the party aspect, mm-hmm. but you know what we saw, you know, with that, you know, I don't want to say we took advantage of an opportunity, right? But we respected an opportunity. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, a lot of thanks to. Bam for uh, you know letting his Even allowing that. Yeah. I mean, after one like one or two times he came down there. Yeah. He he was just like, "What's up, guys?" We're like, "Hey." And sat around on? and. And he like sat around, watched the skate, and uh, yeah. were you there the one time when we were like sitting, kind of like we we took a. I remember uh, there was like a case of beer the one time we went down there. We had a couple beers with like Chad. Yeah. And uh, he was like sitting at the top, and he asked us if we, we had, had PBR pounders. I yeah. think. Yeah. And what, what did he ask us if we had a, a man can? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, uh, hey, uh, do you got a man can? <laughs> so we were just like, oh yeah, here, yeah, here you go, man. And like he just sat there, hung out, watched the skate, went back up. Um, I actually one time brought my drum kit to the skate park. Yeah. Um, and uh, played some music with uh, my friend Alex. It was like kind Alex of Roman, yeah. Yeah, he was in the, he was kind of in that party. Uh, yeah. In that band party scene for a little bit, and then he was talking about getting a band together for a show he was putting on there, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, I'll come bring my drum kit, and I brought my drum kit, and I remember, like, Jess Margera walking in and everything, and I'm just, like, sitting there on my drum kit, like, hey, what's up, drummer CKY? Yeah. Just sitting down here playing drums here. He's like, he's like, sounds good, guys. Right. And he just, like, walked out. It was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, you know, coming out of, I mean, they really did paint it. You know, with kind of this... Uh, very sad. Very sad. <laughs> morbid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I wouldn't go as far as morbid, yeah. but it was very, it was very kind of... Uh, it, it is sad. I mean, the amount that he could have done, and obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but... Yeah. I mean, he was given everything at such a young age that he had no idea... I mean, what do you do after that? Like, you you know, you've skated everywhere. Everybody knows your name. You're a celebrity no matter where you go. So now I'm an adult. What do I do? Well, I'll fucking party and spend money on all the things that I dream about, you know? Yeah, and I thought there was, like, a little bit of an air of positivity, too. Yeah. That went along with it. Like, watching him, like, rehab and, uh-huh. like, get, like... The first, um, I was actually more interested in the first 20 minutes of the documentary. Than the last. <laughs> than I was for most of it. When he was in Spain. Yeah. Just like he find like he just goes out to this legendary uh, videographer out in Spain. Mm-hmm. And just stays with him and films all this, you know, all this footage. Right. And I thought that was, you know, the most, I guess the most purest example of like yeah. loving skateboarding that you could find on there. 
Well, not only that, it's something that he actually has to work for again. Yeah, exactly. You know? And he was working hard for it. And yeah. you're just watching it, and you're like, this is the BAM that I remember yeah. from Jump Off a Building when he was, you know, he was doing a couple of the goofy stunts in that, but, like, he was, you know, he was working for it. Mm. He wasn't a celebrity anymore. Like, right. there was, like, an era of, like, he was he was very humble in that part of the video. Yeah. And, like, watching him skate at FDR, too, you could see in his eyes that, like, he wasn't this this goofball, like, daredevil. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, you know? I can do whatever. Yeah. I can, you know, show off and everything like that. And he was just, this, like, he was humble. Yeah. It was, like, taking him back to his roots. And, you know, coming from a, uh, you know, the skateboarder who's trying to get back in the game and learn his tricks again, like, I kind of, you know... Not to the extent of the alcohol and drug uh, right. <laughs> addiction, but, you know, I could sympathize with them about trying to get all of my tricks back, trying to get into shape right. again, and, like, trying to get back into skateboarding because, for the love of it, I mean, and that's, I, I, I really did, uh, you know, feel, like, kind of a kindred spirit to that with mm. him, but, you know, obviously he had it for different reasons. Right, right. <laughs> But, but even with muscle memory and everything like that, sometimes your body can't take it. Yeah, like when he was talking about his legs uh, from the drinking and dehydration, yeah. they were saying they were like uh, like weather rubber bands or something. Right. They were dry just rotted. Like dry rotted rubber bands. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, even now, like I, I still think I could skate the way that I did when I was younger. I only get to skate once a week, which, you know, may not seem that crazy, but. When you do Every it. Every time I skate, I'm sore for three days afterward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Because I push myself just as hard as I how I used to skate, and now I need to dude, I don't, either take it easier or do it more often. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was watching some of our footage, and to be honest, I think you actually push yourself more now than you did. Yeah. I think you push yourself, because I, I, I pulled up that Sea Isle video, and I sent it mm-hmm. over to you guys and everything, like, you know, some of the tricks we were doing there, like, you didn't even touch the pyramid in that whole session. No. Nah. Like I was the I was the only one who landed it like and, that, and that's a first. I was too picky. All right, and, and that's a first for any video we've ever done where right. I'm the only one who actually rode the pyramid. Yeah. Like oh guys, I'm gonna kickflip this. Like what? Like Steve? Yeah. You? Like no one else rode the pyramid. I'm the only one sitting there trying to build a kickflip out on that thing. Like, that ground was too rough. So I mean, you've you've definitely stepped it up and you're skating at a higher capacity now. But yeah, I agree. Like things that you know things have changed and right you know it comes with being an adult yeah no <laughs> I he just found adulthood a little bit later than <laughs> he probably could have <laughs> yeah but uh yeah check out the uh you know listeners check out the epically latered uh bam margera it's on viceland um or is it viceland viceland vice i think vice tv or something like that yeah i mean you can go on youtube and find it we'll put yeah. a link on the uh, show notes for that um, but if you guys do have cable and you do have Viceland, you can uh, watch it on, on demand. I believe tonight they're doing Heath Kirchart, which mm-hmm. is fucking awesome. Yeah. So can't wait to can't wait to check that out. So I'll be I'll be waiting uh, patiently on YouTube for that to right. pop up <laughs> because I'm not going to pay additional for Viceland, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys putting it out on uh, you know YouTube for free, but I, I can't sign up for here. Uh, right. It's like almost getting a premium channel. Uh. Like I, I love it. But it's like, God, it's a premium. You like now. certain parts of it. Yeah, exactly. I like certain parts of it, but I'm not about to pay like, right. for that. I mean, King of the Road alone, I mean, it's great, but King King of the Road doesn't pay that bill. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, go it's good to check out. Yeah, it's great. And uh, all right. I mean, we'll go into some current events. Uh, it's been about two weeks here, so a lot has happened in the skateboard and snowboarding world um, in the last two weeks. So, got a couple things to go uh, over. Uh, first and foremost um, was uh, the untimely passing of uh, Preston uh, P Stone, as they called him, uh, a legendary Thrasher filmer uh, who had died a few weeks ago, and. Uh, Basically, Thrasher did this nice little article remembering uh, P-Stone here, a guy you've probably recognized from King of the Road, and just overall filming everyone. I mean, he's got so many different uh, just people in the industry talking about him. Obviously, Jake Phelps, Tony Trujillo, or Trujillo. Um, this is the best, the P-Stone age, this little article that came out of Thrasher. So what this is is an article that outline situations where you have your normal reaction and then P. Stone's reaction. So these are these are hilarious. So when I was reading down this article, I was laughing at my desk at work just going through these. So uh, like normal situations you would come across on a skate tour. So the first one, like uh, situation, there are no beds. Normal reaction, well, we'll find somewhere else to stay. P. Stone's reaction, Sounds good. Floor's good for my back. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. And uh, let's see. No uh, and it just goes down from there. So it's basically escalates like, oh, there's no floor space. Normal reaction. Okay, we're going to find somewhere else to stay. Peace down. I'll just sleep on this stool. It's like I'm at the bar all night. <laughs> <laughs> Situation. There are only cactus to sleep on. Normal reaction. Let's get the hell out of here. Peace down. Sounds good. I've always wanted to try acupuncture. <laughs> Trying to make the best out of all of it. <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it shows it shows P-Stone's positive outlook on everything. Like, the guy was always down right. for the session, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. Did you want, which one are you looking at? <laughs> Nothing but fat girls at the party. Find another party. Damn. I bet they know where the best restaurants are. <laughs> <laughs> God, I like this one. Uh, the beer is warm. Normal reaction. Put in the fridge and wait. P Stone's reaction. Hey, it gets warm in your stomach anyway. <laughs> this is the last one is great because it just shows that positive outlook and just how much he was just down for anything for Thrasher. And he hung out. And he skated with the guys. You know, situation it was a three-month skate trip across Europe with no money or places to stay. Normal reaction for any pro skater is, I'm over it. P-Stone's reaction, though, he's down. Yep. <laughs> it's awesome. And Is that him skating that ramp? Yeah, that's him. Nice, dude. No, I mean, he was a, he was a great skater. Crail that's, slide. Yeah, crail slide. I mean, there's some great videos here of just, I mean, he not only filmed, he rode with everyone, yeah. too. Like, a great filmer, a great skateboarder, a great all-around guy, and... You know, skateboarding is definitely, um, you know, is definitely missing out in the next couple of years without having P. Stone with it. So I mean, he it's, it's definitely we lost a, we lost a piece of you know skateboarding huh. with uh, P. Stone's passing. And if you'd like to donate to his wife and children, I did get his GoFundMe here for that. Um, Thrasher had it out there. Um, you can make donations to it. It's uh, GoFundMe.com, obviously slash, and it's uh, Preston. Uh, 
trying to pronounce his last name. <laughs> Majetter. Majetter. Uh, you know, Dash Memorial Dash Fund. I'll put the link on our show notes there, and you can check it out if you'd like to make a donation to his uh, wife and children for uh, you know due to his untimely passing. But um, you know, as far as current events go, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty somber current event, but it's definitely something that we need to talk about for the last two weeks, as it you know it definitely rocked the skateboarding world. But uh, yeah. Coming out of that, you know, some more positive news to come out of the current events here. Um, we're going to go into a little bit of snowboarding. Um, obviously, right now, it's uh, winter in the Southern Hemisphere, which includes Australia, uh, New Zealand, uh, Chile, and uh, other spots that are famous for snowboarding. But it is positively dumping in Australia, <laughs> Eric. Dumping. <laughs> Dumping in Australia is the next topic. <laughs> yeah, basically that's yeah. It's uh, I wrote it down. I was like, there was no other way to describe it here yeah. in the show notes. I was like, it's dumping. <laughs> so there's a couple of resorts. Parisher. I was actually talking to an Australian dude I work with um, about Parisher, and he he knows the resort. Uh, Hotham Alpine Resort, Falls Creek, and Charlotte Pass all um, received three feet of snow last week, which is incredible. So that's pretty awesome. I do know. Um, because I stalk our SoundCloud stats that we do have a couple Australian listeners out there. So if you guys are Uh killing it, enjoy. Uh, We have New Zealand and Australian listeners. So I don't know who you guys are, but I know you guys are listening from there. So, (laughs) hey. Um, yeah, Tag us in one of your videos. Yeah, I know. Check it out. Yeah, we like check it out. I mean, we saw a couple... uh, I got a couple pictures here that were pretty cool here from uh, Transworld Snowboarding. So check it out here. This is uh, out of Parisher right here. Resort. Just positively dumping. Look at that. Oh. That's crazy, like, seeing another area like this. And uh, oh, where's oh, this I want it to be that right now. <laughs> I know, right? I'm so sick of that. Soon, <laughs> soon. I'm waiting for this one to load because there's a really good picture of just, like, Dude's like waist deep in powder. And it doesn't look like it loaded here for this. Let's see if we can get this to load here. Three feet in a week, though. I know, but did you see that cabin just like completely just engulfed? Yeah, it's up over the door. Just from like, you know, the breeze sucking the snow in. I know, it's crazy. That's not doing the, uh, that old photo there. Yep. What is your uh, what is your current internet provider, Eric? <laughs> uh, rhymes with schmerschmizen. <laughs> <laughs> rhymes with butt. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is awesome to uh, hear, and what a fitting thing for us to talk about. With you know, it's slow. It's getting cooler out. Yeah. You know, it's starting to get to fall. I every <laughs> every time it gets just a little colder, you start thinking about it. You think about snowboarding. You're thinking about riding, and uh, yeah, I mean, I can't wait. I can't mm. wait. <laughs> can't dip my. I can't wait to dip my tips in. <laughs> just the tip. Yep, just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I guess you know we've had some other uh, big things happen here. Uh, in the uh, news of skateboarding, snowboarding world, but also in the world, in, or just in the United States in general, with uh, Hurricane Harvey as well as Hurricane Irma, um, I did focus on uh, two weeks ago with Hurricane Harvey's relief here, which I thought was pretty cool. 
the uh, South Side Skate Park out of Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they reached capacity with their clothing donations. So uh, skate shops like Kinetic, um, Holistic, uh, out of Reading, Kinetic out of Delaware, they were you know accepting donations. It was basically called it was a hashtag. It was clean out your closet for uh, Harvey which mm-hmm. basically um, skaters were bringing their clothes to these skate shops and we were sending them down to Southside Skate Park out of Houston for, you know, clothing donations. And I believe when I first saw that they were doing this, it took literally 24 to 48 hours. They were already at capacity for clothes. Jesus. Like, that's a skate park. Right. Like, they were already at capacity for clothing donations, and it only took 24 to 48 hours. Holy shit. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, I mean, they're still accepting donations right now, um, as it, it looks like here on uh, Trans World. They are still accepting donations of uh, food, water, diapers, and animal food. I do have a link on the show notes here, so when we do post this and you do listen to it, you'll be able to follow a link to it if you'd like to donate anything like that. Again, that's food, water, diapers, and animal food they're still looking for. And even just, and that's just the skateboarding side. Uh, the snowboarding side here for um, Harvey, they actually did uh, 686 snowboarding. Obviously, you know mm-hmm. they're the clothing brand mm-hmm. and uh, apparel and everything. They did, uh, they donated 20% of their sales during Labor Day to Hurricane Harvey. Jeez. So that was also pretty cool. And, yeah, uh, that's a good help. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's cool to see, like, you know, skateboarding and snowboarding come together to, you know, rally right. for a cause. And it's something that we've talked about a few times on the uh, podcast. And seeing that is pretty cool to, uh, to right. experience. I mean, I, I mean, because you think about it, I mean, when they say, okay, well, certain areas have to evacuate, you know, if you're in a situation where you don't have enough money to travel, you don't have enough money to leave your house, your house is literally the only place you can stay yeah. in this country. You're going to have to stay there, so for people to help them out in that way is just insane. <laughs> no, it's... You know? Yeah, I mean, you, you hear it a lot with, like, the Red Cross. You hear all these... Right. The stereotypical ones, you have, like, the Red Cross, obviously. You know, you go you go to a grocery store. They're like, oh, do you want to donate a dollar to the right. Harvey Relief Fund? And obviously, you know, that stuff kind of hits us right in the face all the time. Right. But social media in the skateboarding world and just blowing up for Southside, mm-hmm. like these guys rallied right off the bat during right. the storm. They were accepting clothing donations. Um, and then all of a sudden they went to the everything that was needed, food, water, diapers, animal food. And these are all things that like the Houston uh, Food Bank was asking for. And, you know, it goes beyond just donating money to like the Red Cross because you never know where that's going. Right. To be honest, like I've, I've talked to like people who, you know, donate to the Red Cross. You kind of, I mean, I understand their heart or, you know, it's in the right place what they're trying to do. But you know that money's not going to the everyone. Yeah, how do you know? Yeah, how do you know, like, <laughs> what percentage of what you're donating is right, actually going to right. But I feel like I can trust Southside Skate Park a little bit more. Uh, skateboarders have a different mindset. They, they're not... They're on the ground floor. Right, right. Yeah, so, I mean... <laughs> they're not going to reap the benefits. <laughs> yeah, they're not reaping any benefits from the old right. T-shirts and pants in my yeah. closet. Exactly. All right, yeah, they're not, they're not reaping the benefits of my old shoes that I'm throwing down there. Yeah, they're just saying, you hey, know. let's get together and try to help some people out. Exactly. And, you know, seeing big companies like 686, you know, yeah. donating during, like, Labor Day, which is a huge sale for snowboarding. Oh, of course. I mean, you think of a, you know, $200 jacket or a $200 pair of pants, like... 
twenty percent of that, that's what uh, twenty bucks, forty bucks at, at off of a two hundred dollar sale. Yeah. Forty bucks. Yeah, for just think of the math. I mean, maybe a thousand orders a day. That's. Yeah, and I mean six eight six. I mean. <laughs> All I know is, I mean, from Labor Day and including October, I mean, around right. us, you always see, like, the snowboard shops start to open for their sales. Mm-hmm. Buckman's, obviously, next month is doing their tent right. sale. So, like, right now is, like, a prime time to start buying your Stock gear. Stock up for the season, So, yeah. you know, they are getting a high volume of sales. Mm-hmm. And to put 20% of their sales just from the dot-com. It's bold. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just from the dot-com. Obviously, you know, there's right. no way they can do it from all their store sales and everything mm-hmm. like that. But, like, they're able to calculate the dot-com and put that percentage there. That is pretty awesome to do that. That's bold. Yeah. That, that, that's bold there. It is. That, that there is bold, Eric. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, that, that ends our current events. I mean, for this, obviously, the videos for checking that out. Eric, you want to get a smoke? Uh, it would seem so. <laughs> it would seem so. All right, we're, we're going to take a little break, guys. We're going to come back, do some main topics here, get into some uh, some deep conversations regarding uh, skateboarding. Uh, we've got some things here. We've also got a, a new segment of Things Eric Will Hate. So we're going to delve into... Uh, there's no description, just a link. <laughs> there's just a, No, exactly. I wasn't going to write anything down for you to see it. Oh, because God. I'm going to play the video for you, and I just want to hear you. I want to hear your opinion on what I have to offer you for things Eric will hate. <laughs> even even the link is cryptic, too. Like, you're not going to get anything out of it. Jesus. So uh, we'll be right back, guys, and uh, we'll get down to uh, our main topics for tonight. Welcome back to the Board Stiff Podcast. Eric has had a smoke. Uh-oh. So we are back here for our... <laughs> Was that so loud, loud, loud. Yeah. For our main topics here for this. So uh, I found a website last week that I thought was pretty cool. Um, actually got it from the barracks. And it's one of the things I wanted to talk about. Kind of falls in line with uh, what we did about two episodes ago with uh, kind of staying in shape, getting older with skateboarding and everything. It was the, uh, the Daily Push uh, .com, which is basically... I guess it's a derivative of the barracks. I'm not quite sure uh, if it really is or not, but it's kind of like a uh, a forum for basically finding articles on how to stretch before your session, how to recover from a skate session, huh. stuff like that. It's it's a pretty cool uh, it's a pretty cool little uh, website here. In fact, I'm just gonna try and hit the X here. We're gonna go into it right now. The Daily Push. Uh, I took um, one of their quotes from the first page here. Uh, that would uh, from one of the uh, legends, Paul Rodriguez, P. Rod, if you will. Mm-hmm. It was said. I noticed a lot of kids get to around 23 or 24, and they start hurting. But they think it's just a part of getting older. I want them to realize, like I did, that 23 is young and there's no reason for your body to be sore all the time. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, but you're at 27, right? Yeah. 27, 31. So we could definitely kind of sympathize with that. I mean, at 23, I was pretty invincible. 23, pretty yeah. invincible. We, uh, we pushed our bodies to the edge. We didn't hydrate. Right. We, uh, we didn't stretch mm-hmm. before we, you know. Not at all. Yeah. So... <laughs> Obviously, right here, you see there's a couple uh, little articles. The one I thought was pretty cool here 
on uh, the daily push was increase pop, strength, power, energy, coordination, feel lighter on your board, and decrease injury of risk, all with a 10-minute warm-up. And I went straight to this as soon as I saw it on the, on the uh, website. Right. To basically, I was like, this is exactly what I need as a, you know, a skateboarder trying to get back into the sport, trying to feel better while I'm doing it. It was just basically warm-ups to kind of get started, you know, start your skate session. Some of them I was actually, you know, when I clicked on them, I was like, this is exactly some of the things I actually do already, but it just kind of elaborated on them. Like joint rotations, like circling with your ankle and stuff like that. Hmm. You ever just like get out and you're just like running your ankle in a circle to kind of like stretch right. it out a little bit, stretch your toes. Um, the one thing I thought was kind of cool was the uh, movement that gets your tackle throbbing. <laughs> Which I'm like, all right, I, I don't know what they're trying to say with tackle throbbing here. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of like did a double take on it. I'm like, all right. You know, this caught my attention. It said five minutes of movement that gets your heart rate up, mm. which is something I've always done when I get to a skate park. It's kind of that thing where you kind of go around the outside of the park yeah. and you just push and you push and you push, pop a couple ollies. Mm -hmm. You know, you hit that outside, uh, you know, flat bar that's kind of sitting on the outskirts. Right. You know, like Wawa Park in Westchester, they got those rails that are kind of on the outside of the park. Yeah, you I don't go touch those for a while. Yeah, you go around <laughs> a circle a few times, yeah. you know, kind of getting your bearings, but then you kind of go into the little flat bars, pop a little board slide, mm -hmm. you nollie lip slide or something like that. You know, trying to get your, basically just, you know, get your heart rate up and you get warmed up. Right. And so, I mean, all of those definitely are things that we do yeah that's funny because i i never even actually i just thought that was like a key thing to get going like i'll, I'll go it's always been a given right right yeah, yeah like i'll push as hard as i can up to a flat bank and then once i get to the top of that cruise to the quarter pipe carve it maybe do a 50 50 if yeah like you do that. like a like an axle stall or right. something you know you're just getting the blood pumping just you know? push it yeah, exactly. Just kind of get your heart rate up to where it's going to be for the next hour to two hours while mm -hmm. you're there. So, and obviously there's dynamic stretching and exercises holy, holy. you can do. A little lunging with your hip flexor flexing. <laughs> Hamstring stretch. Like It makes sense. Yeah. I know. I mean, they're all things you can do, like a tuck knee. Like, these are all things that, like, the quad stretch, grabbing your foot and, like, right. doing that. Especially, like, after a long uh, drive. Just doing stuff like this. I mean... This is all very good information for not only just skateboarders who are getting up there in age, but, like, skateboarders who are exactly what, you know, P-Rod yeah, said here. Yeah. 23, young, dumb. You know, they think they're invincible, but, you know, this is what you have to start doing if you want to be invincible on your 30s. And I can <laughs> See, attest that's to the that. only move I know. <laughs> the, the crouching tiger? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always the squat. You have to, like... Yeah. You have to, like, feel that, like, motion because there's going to be shock absorption, mm -hmm. you know, going down and everything. So, like, that is definitely something. But it is, like, at 23, you think you're young, you're invincible, and everything's going to work out. Like, oh, I'm fine, <laughs> you know? Like, I can continue doing this forever. But I'm, I can attest here at 31, I felt the same way, and I did not take care of my body. You know, I did get into shape a little bit in my mid to late 20s, you know, 26, 27. I started doing other sports and stuff like that. But, you know, metabolism does slow down and, you know, age <laughs> does hit you. So it's good to get, you know, this dynamic stretching and 
you know, a 10-minute regimen before skateboarding is something I might even try and start doing a little bit more now when I get to skate parks. Yeah. Yeah, I know you guys might not need it yet, but it's definitely something. Yeah. Uh, I like step four, skate. <laughs> and now and now you can play with your friends. <laughs> like that is that is great. I mean, this is an awesome website to show. Again, that's the dailypush.com. Check it out. If you're a skateboarder like me who's just trying to get back into sport, or you're a skateboarder like Eric who is just killing the game right now. <laughs> I nah. mean, this is definitely something that you should be getting into. So yeah, definitely check this out. And, uh, you know, let us know how you feel. I mean, shoot us a review, um, you know, on uh, Apple Podcasts or something. Shoot us an email about, you know, after you've read this, you know, just insights and stuff like that. We, we'd like to hear from you for that. Mm. And, I mean, moving on to, like, from the physical aspects of skateboarding um, and our age to kind of... I guess looking at the philosophical. So, I mean, I, I found this article, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, you know, props back out to the Ride Channel again, as always. A uh, great website here. Yeah, and they have so much content. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, as soon as I liked them on Facebook, I'm like, I'm never going to have to go anywhere else mm-hmm. again for, you know, skateboarding articles. But yeah, like we were saying with the uh, Ride Channel, obviously they have great content. The article we are focusing on here is uh, for nine ethical questions all skaters should ask themselves. So we're going to kind of go down a a list of the ones that they have here. Uh, Nine basically questions that we've all asked ourselves at one point or another in the skateboarding world, uh, in the industry. Uh, first one here is, uh, what is a core company and what, and does it really matter um, in the skateboarding industry? Which, I mean, it's kind of, I guess it's something that is a uh, ethical question in skateboarding because I guess you have a lot of skateboarders who wrestle with this. Not not for me, myself. And obviously not for you. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from what they're looking at here, um, what they say is a core company. Obviously, um, Eric is, you know, your right, core like, skateboarding yeah, companies. You got Zero Girl, you know, Chocolate, Flip, what used to be World Industries. Yeah, I, I mean, those, and, yeah, and those are the skateboards, right. but like also like footwear too. Right, Like those yes. core companies, yeah. Circa, they've been around forever. And what was then, that first one again? Yes. <laughs> or it's S, I S, guess. Yeah. yeah I, I America. It ES yeah. Since it came out. yeah. I mean, you have Lakai too. Is Lakai, also yep. core brand stuff like that. DC even. I mean, DC. You could you make could, a cor- corporate company now, but you know when they started with skateboarding, it wasn't corporate by any means. But that's a, that's a great segue right there because what the what the first question asks is. Um, it's basically a core company versus a corporate company. Right. So DC definitely rides that line right there mm-hmm. uh, with their brand. But what we see on the corporate side is you have your Nikes, your Adidas. Right. Your Converse. <laughs> Converse. Uh, <laughs> but it's still kind of hard to swallow, but... It's, 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 it's rough, man. At the same time, it's, uh, you know, a younger me was like, oh, well, Nike's getting into this. This is bullshit, you know. They have no business being part of skateboarding, but then at the same time, looking at it as a you know business owner and an adult, you say, well, Nike is giving is all of this you know towards something that isn't 
basketball or baseball yeah. or soccer or anything else. They're saying we're going to invest in this branch of sports and we're exactly. going to make product for that. And for them to invest that much into skateboarding, you have to respect that. No, that's a very <laughs> that's a very good point. Um, and you you actually you touched on a good subject there. I mean, for me, you know, I, I kind of look at that. I. I'm not gonna lie. I had a pair of Nikes when they first yeah. when they first tried it. You know, I was like, you had to try it. I had to, I had to try it. I wasn't a fan. Mm-hmm. I I've always wanted a pair of uh, the Janoskis. No, I wanted a pair of Boosters. Oh yeah, yeah. The Adidas ones. They always yeah. looked so cool. And I every time I went to Fairmans, they never had them in stock because they're so popular. Right. But at the same time, I looked at myself and I'm like, can I really skate something that's not S or Vans? Right. I mean, even Vans rides that line right now. Yeah. I mean, that's that's core corporate right there. I mean, because they're not selling to just skateboarders anymore. Yeah, they're, now they're, they're blurring the line. So <laughs> it's that it's that ethical question. It's you know, but what they're looking at is you know origins of these companies outside of skateboarding and the Brotherhood. So Vans obviously started with right. skateboarding. So I mean, their origins were they're a core company. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might blur the line now, but they were a core company. DC. Right. I mean they. I guess they started with skateboarding. Yeah, yeah I mean... I guess in, in some aspects, I mean, they started with... Now I, they're sponsoring everything. I think they just... Well, I think, to be honest, I think they started with all, like, extreme sports. Right. I mean, it was it was Ken Block, so, I mean, he was... Uh, I mean, they were the first ones before Globe, before Circa and stuff like that. They had a surf team, they had a snowboard team, they yeah, had a skate team. Exactly, like, and they, were, they, they weren't a core skateboarding, they were a core, like alternative sports or extreme sports and stuff like that so i mean they were the first to kind of ride that line a little bit right their core wasn't just skateboarding it wasn't like lakai it wasn't like etnies who had their they had their origin in like skateboarding yeah so i mean the thing is you know with that just topic alone is skateboarders always want to back their their beliefs on the fact that oh you can come to the skate park doesn't matter what religion color this that where you come from yeah we're all brothers, but then they're so hypocritical to say these companies aren't welcome because they're invested in other areas of the world. You yeah, know, it's we still we don't, like your, we don't like your kind in this sport, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, you might as well accept it, have your opinion, keep it to yourself, and just let it be and see what happens. Exactly. Like for me, I mean, you know, I'm always going to stick with the core companies. My opinion: the worst of it is Converse because. But we're not going to go down that road. No, I mean, <laughs> we could because I, I, I'm actually, you know, I'm actually on board with that right. uh, decision. Yeah, I too, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I just don't feel that they're. You know, I mean, I, I just don't like their shoes. I don't nope. think they have a place in skateboarding. But no. we'll probably have a bunch of haters <laughs> about this. But no, man, they're really cool to skate, and the toe cap, your pinky doesn't go through any sooner. You know, Converse cons for life, guys. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so going on to the next ethical question here, which is something that I think every skateboarder kind of asks themselves uh, with, I guess, today's e-commerce capabilities um, in business is, does ordering online mean I'm betraying my local skate scene? No. I feel the same way, you know, to an extent. So it's it's definitely another... it's definitely another one that kind of I mean these blur the lines all the time here I mean there's, right. there's gonna be a lot so I am a fan of ordering online for not only skateboarding but snowboarding right. as well because I am in my 30s 
I have a particular, I guess, preference with trucks, right? skateboard, and so on and so forth. I will go to a skate shop, and I will see what they have. And if it's not what I want, I will order yeah. it online. I mean, it's just how it goes. I mean, I will support my local skate shop. You know, I do. I go out to the mm. skate shop, and if it's there, like if the you know if a girl eight two five board is sitting right. there on okay. the wall and it's exactly the shape I want, mm. yeah, I'm getting it. Right. But if I go to the local skate shop and I'm like, hey, you know, do you guys have your girl or chocolate boards here? And they're like, oh, you know, we only have like a seven seven five or right. something like that. I'm like, oh, bummer, but I still need a board. <laughs> All right. I'm not going right. to go drive to the next town to support another local skate shop right. to get that. You know, I'm going to go home. I'm going to order a board. I'll sit right. with my old board until it gets there. Yeah, I mean, because once you're skating for so long, you have particular things. And if, you know, skateboarding's taught you anything, you have not OCD, but you have a little bit of particularness <laughs> about what you wear, what you skate, and everything like that. If you go to a skate shop and they go, oh, we don't have an A5, we have an 835. Do you want to buy that? And you're like, no, I've been skating an 85 yeah. for seven, eight years. That little fraction of an inch is going to throw me off, and I don't want it. Yeah, and people say, like, <laughs> oh, what's, what's a fraction of an inch? Yeah. Um, it's a fraction of an inch. Yeah. I, mean, oh, I don't see a difference at all. Yeah, but. You think about eight. You haven't stood on this same piece of wood for eight, nine years, ten yeah. years, you know. You look at 825 and 85. <laughs> It, it's it, tiny. It, it's a quarter of an inch. Yeah. <laughs> it's a quarter of an inch. Like people, it, it like should people, not matter. People outside of the skateboarding industry, right. they're just like, so just get, so just get the eight and a, eight and a half. <laughs> and me, I'm like, Mister Five Foot Four over here. I'm like, right. no, I'm not gonna get the eight and a half because eight two five is perfect for my short. Build. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but it's I mean, the same thing with shoes. I mean, I actually like to steer away from ordering online because I like seeing it in person and, you gotta and put physically it on. touching you gotta put it. it on too. Right. No, but sorry. if that's your only option after driving to three or four different locations, I'm, I'm not putting any more effort into it anymore. No, that's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> I've had success with ordering shoes online, but right. I've also had issues with right. ordering shoes online. <laughs> or, I've also I have issues that are still sitting in my closet right now, and I wear them yeah. to work because yep. I bought them for skateboarding, mm-hmm. and I could put them on. And I hated them. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Johnson Lakai's. Right. I know you're wearing a pair. I right actually now. like them. Yeah. You're wearing a pair right now. Uh, I didn't like them at first. I grew into them. They were awful. Yeah. yeah. So I have a I have a pair sitting at home, but I did end up getting a pair of Vans, uh, Kyle Walkers that I am mm-hmm. in love with, and they're great. But there are those places like that. Like yeah. shoes are a place where obviously we need to get those. We need to try them on. Right, right. Boards. We know the size. We know the dimension and the shape, and we kind of know the companies too. Right. Like girl is. You know all, what to expect from a certain yeah, company. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, too, you know, when it comes down to the local skate shops, some of them can can afford that up-to-date inventory, the newest product from the newest company, from the newest thing, and then, you know, the blah, blah, blah after that. If they can't afford it, I would say support it as much as you can, but if they don't have what you're looking for, I mean, you really don't have a choice but to go somewhere else, you know? I yeah. Mean, we're, we're lucky enough that we have Fairman's, you know, that's been around for almost 30 years or over yeah. 30 years at this point. I mean, Fairman's <laughs> always has their, they have their shit together. Right. I they, mean, for lack of a better term, they yeah, have their shit they together. They have the money to back their inventory where other skate shops, 
may well, not happen. Well, newer skate shops like Holistic mm-hmm. are doing big things, and they have an inventory to match. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they... Holistic kind of reminds me of, like, Kinetic back in the day, like the early days of Kinetic. Right, right. Because Kinetic is, like, at Fairman's level now. Let's, yeah. Let's get, let's... It's uh, crazy. Yeah, I mean, they're... <laughs> yeah, but Holistic is is getting there. I mean, they right. are, like... A, they, they worked... This kid worked his way from the ground up to make a, a skate shop. Right. I mean, it's impressive. I mean, the kid... Yeah. The kid's younger than I am. Right. And he is... I mean, he's doing great things. Like, he always has... The top shoes, like he's got the Shane O'Neill Etnies in right mm-hmm. now. He's got the. Uh, oh man, but he worked hard for it. He's got the Andrew Reynolds, like yeah. America's the new in. ones. The oh, new, yeah. oh yeah, he's got the new. I gotta get him. Like, dude, he's getting <laughs> yo. He's getting the lazy. He's got S there. Right. Like when S first came back, he was the only shop in the area that was carrying it. Jeez. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I like, dude, I drove. Oh, even to get accounts with those companies is you, you got to be something to get it. Yeah, you got to know people, and like obviously they know uh, Kyle, so yeah, he was able to help them out. But right. like, you know, with his connections. But yeah, I mean, s like I drove like an hour out of my way to go up there. They didn't have any of my size, and I was I was so. And I, I ended up getting a pair of S's online. I, I wound mean, up driving off the bridge at the next bypass. <laughs> yeah. I remember going up there because I was like, I heard you guys have S and yeah. I wanted a pair of Excel Slims. I wanted the new yeah. Excel Slims. I saw a kid wearing them at Radnor the other day. They're they're nice looking. Yeah, those and I wanted either those or the Swifts, yeah. which I ended up getting and I liked yeah. them. Um, but they didn't have any of my size, so I ended up ordering a pair of Swifts online. Mm. And skating them for a little bit, and I actually wish I got the Excels because I didn't like them. Right. See, if I were, if they were at the shop and I tried the Swifts <laughs> on, I would have been like, I don't like these. I'm right. gonna get the Excels. So yeah, the skate shop definitely has its place. Right. Um, you know, for some products, but I mean, if you can't get it, yeah, I mean, it's a new world, man. I mean, yeah. e-commerce is popular all over the place. Right. And I can know, understand when you're young and. You know, you're 13 or 14 years old, the size of the board doesn't matter. The size of the trucks being exactly the same size as the board doesn't matter. Your shoes being a little floppier sometimes and stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, when you... I mean, I've been skating for 19 years now, so I've figured out my niche. And exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. outside I, of my niche. I'm, and and yeah. what feels good. I mean, I was surprised because, like, <clears throat> I went away from bands for a little bit. Just because of the lack of uh, support, yeah. But their ultra cushion insoles now and like coming back Kyle, to it, yeah. Those Kyle Walkers are comfortable, man. Yeah. Especially with the heel cup, right? Which is something Vans hasn't had for a while. I had a pair of rallies back in two thousand one. Yeah. Had a heel cup. <laughs> that was the last time I had a heel cup in a pair of Vans. Right. So. <laughs> that wasn't cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I mean, getting back to uh, some of the other things here. Um, Obviously, the last question, or the next question here, number three, is what do you do with a fallen hero? Obviously, kind of falls in line. Fallen hero is definitely something that, I mean, we kind of watched with the epically latered. Yeah. Bam. Um, with other sports, you have these heroes, mm-hmm. and you see in the sports world, you know, some people getting, you know, particularly in football, um, right. convicted of domestic violence and mm-hmm. bullshit like this. So it's not something that skateboarders have to deal with. It's something that you know, other people who are like, you know, people who are interested in football or baseball and stuff, they have to deal with right. that too. You know, sometimes that, that sports star you look up to, I mean, we're all human. 
So, I mean... It's like, yeah, it's like the Tiger Woods whole extravaganza. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so some, some, sometimes you like to gangbang Denny's right. purchases. I mean... <laughs> Right, <laughs> and I mean, we'll, we'll kind of rush past a couple. It's, of <laughs> it's hard because yeah, I mean, especially the Christian Soy documentary. I saw they mentioned it. Yeah, right there. Um, also, what's his name? Gator. Yeah, I mean, how about that, man? I mean, come on. That stuff's just—it's sad, but I feel like it's too much harped on. Like, people have—I I mean, it happens. Just shit happens. It's how you get through it that matters. And instead of focusing on, like, you know, that movie focused so much on how low he was. Mm-hmm. And then when it got to the point where he was actually doing good again and he was giving back to the community and stuff like that, it was like a two-minute excerpt. And then the, the rest of it was all just, like, yeah. Right. It was all just about the trouble. So why it wasn't not, about the rehabilitation. Why not just give you an intro of two minutes and say, this is what happened to this guy, and this is what he's doing to make it better. Yeah. This is what he's learned and stuff. And, you know. Christian Soy is doing great things. Right, right. right. I mean, and no, that's a good question. I mean, that's a good thing to bring up with this. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't happen. You know, you got uh, uh, Shane, uh, what's his name? The Australian kid that passed a oh, couple uh, years ago. Oh, my God. You know, stuff like that, there is no making right of it. It's you just gotta deal with it, but Yeah. You know, in some of these stories it just But like what's his it, name? It's just like on, the band uh, thing. It was on Girl, <laughs> the uh, Jeremy Rogers. Yeah. I mean what happened to him? Like Sorry, my cat's uh <laughs> literally on top of me. Damn. <laughs> I think uh, right, yeah, it's uh, like Jeremy Rogers. I mean, he went crazy and just fell off the face of the earth. Right, exactly, and you know, uh, well, you can focus on the down points of their life. You got to try to say, okay, well, this is what they're doing to change it, and you know, so forth. You know, that's what bothers me about the Bam epically later thing is they made him out to be such a sad story when. Mm, yeah, I, I guess there is no <laughs> good side to it, but at least he's you know doing what he wants to. Yeah, do Yeah, I mean it, it showed it do. showed a positive light, and like he's he's right. trying, and you know he got back on element, and he's putting some things together, which is great. Uh, the next one here on number four is uh, when does Skane destroy become just destroy, <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean I I look at this and I you know I was a history major and. In college, so I mean, Mark Gonzalez starts off this part as uh, basically he said skateboarding is basically vandalism. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> the Gon said this. The Gon said this. I mean, basically Jesus with Christ. I guess with like the curbs and everything and like the ledges. So I mean, I get I get it, but at the same time, if it's a nice ledge, it's a nice ledge, bro. <laughs> Right. But it's also a, you know, it's mentality. So if you're that kid that, say you were the only one that made these marks on this ledge here. Yeah. And you said, somebody said, hey, that's not cool, you're messing up the ledge. And you said, fuck you, I'll do what I want. Then you're a dickhead. But if you say, well, I'm just going to skate it for a little bit. If there's any cleanup I can do, then, you know, let me know. Yeah. So, I mean, the the question... (laughs) the question that they raise here is like, would you skate the marble ledges of a Holocaust memorial? Yep. Or slap the granite base of the Martin Luther King statue? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... Because in the grand scheme of things, if you weren't doing that, there'd be a hobo sitting here pissing on it. 
<laughs> throwing an empty, you know, 40 at it or something like that, which is yeah, you see that a lot in more disrespectful like than, I mean, at least, but you yeah, know, this is vandalism, but it's enjoyed. But you know it's in your head, too. Right. Like, when you're riding it, yeah. you're just like, <laughs> okay. Am I spitting on this guy's mother or something? Or <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, you're just like, I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a memorial. It's right. Martin Luther King's statue, Holocaust memorial. I mean... These are things that are immortalized in history books. This is immortalized in history. I mean, something as tangible as a as a memorial, like something that's built. Right. I mean, it's not like it's not like it's something out of history. It's something that was created as a part. Like. Right. Those like, are things that can be rebuilt. Right. It's, and it's tangible. Not like, you know, it's, if this were Martin. It's Luther. not like we're destroying an idea. Right. Right. It's we're. I mean, it's tangible things that can always be rebuilt. Right. A statue can always be raised. A memorial can always be placed yeah. there. I mean, there's 9/11 memorials that go out in the middle of like Iowa and places where it never even happened. But right. there's 9/11 memorials out there because it happened. Yeah. Could they could they put another one out there? Of course they could. Right. Could that one get destroyed by a tornado? Of course it could. And it'd be different if if Martin Luther King came out and he built this himself. That's that would be one. Yeah, thing. if that was like his house he or something like, like he that. didn't make that. That like, was built on his belief yeah. with, which is his his belief in his. So we do have lines we don't cross. Right. Like we're not gonna sit there and wall ride Betsy Ross's house where yeah. flag, <laughs> where the flag was first sewn. Not we're, gonna go to George Washington's house and piss yeah. on the front door. <laughs> we're we're not gonna go in the middle of winter, chop down one of George Washington's cherry trees, and turn it into a stash park. But, you know, the <laughs> we thing might. Is, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> the thing is, though, too, you know, the person with a different mindset would do that because he thinks it's funny and because he says fuck the system and this. Yeah, and I mean, you're always gonna have those punks that do and that. They ruin it. You know? Yeah, I mean, they ruin a good time. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are places you could skate. I mean, there are memorials and people people skate them. I mean, Philadelphia is full of those that we've skated. Right. But there are there are lines that we do not cross. Right. I mean, it, I just it makes it, a good point right there. I mean, it yeah. does make a point. There are some. There are at some at some point, there are places where we're saying, you know what, I'm not going to hit that ledge, man. No. I just think you know something that's it, it's man made like that. It's a plaza. They're only doing it for a commercial effect. For trying to get purposes. people getting in. Yeah. And I think the two, the couple that sits on that ledge and has just as much of a fun time as we are doing a 50-50 on it is basically the same element. Yeah. It's still enjoyment. And and if, you know, they bitch about it enough, we'll say, okay, we'll fix it then. <laughs> Give us the tools to fix it, we'll do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this one's a good one. Um, the, the question here is, am I taking this too far? Very general question, but what they go into, I know, it's, it's like, this photo has been removed from Instagram. Mm-hmm. Not safe for the workplace, guys. <laughs> but the, the main question raised in this paragraph, as at the end here, is uh, answer tough, it's basically answering the tough questions about where skateboarding fits in your life, to keep rolling right. with skateboarding. So, you know, when you were young, and obviously, we were rebelling against our yeah, parents. Is this, is this a biography on Eric Wright or what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you were young and subsidized by your parents mm-hmm. in a little house off of Route 100 in uh, <laughs> Elverson, uh, not Elverson, uh, <laughs> Glenmore, <Yeah>. Pennsylvania. <laughs> yep. Skateboarding first attitude. So, I mean, we all had that at some point in our lives. Right. Yeah. You know, 
we had. Quit baseball, quit everything. Yeah. Skateboarding's the... And this is where they say, eventually you're going to have to balance adult responsibilities with skating. A string of lost jobs, fleeing girlfriends, or exorbitant medical bills. <laughs> That's the big one. Jobs, yeah. jobs and... Uh, it doesn't affect your credits. Jobs so. and girls have come and gone. I mean, I mean that's that's always been, you know, kind of the the uh, way of the trade for skateboarding. Yeah. You know, you find the ones that'll stick around for you mm-hmm. while you're doing that, and that's where you know you find your mo- You know, you find your spot. You find your place in the world. It's but those medical bills, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it's like, okay, I got a job. Right. What's the insurance <laughs> like for those guys? <laughs> Do I want to get hurt to pay that medical bill? Yeah. This is the best quote of the entire paragraph is, you can skate forever, but you won't do it by putting skateboarding ahead of everything else. Right. I mean, you can agree with that 100%. Yeah. I mean, in the back of your mind, you're just like, you know what, skateboarding's still first. But then you have that little guy on your shoulder like, no, it isn't, man. Nah. Eric, it's no, not. it's not. <laughs> it's not anymore. <laughs> well, because the problem is, like... When we grew up skating, it was a punk rock mentality, you know. So, you know, if I if I'm skateboarding, I'm I'm punk rock, dude. Like, fuck everything. Yeah, I mean, we we went through that mentality. You went through like nine different hair shades. (laughs) Like, you had a different color hair, like, for like the for the for six months that you lived with me. I came down to like my living room and you're on the couch with a different color different hair. lengths my hair was down here and blue and now it's up to here and sea green and yeah <laughs> no I mean it's a, it's a yeah I mean that's a great that's probably the best question on the list I think by far I think this would pertain more to a younger yeah it does 18 or maybe younger than 18 exactly I mean when you're naive and it pertains to them, but then we look at it and go, this is where we get Yeah, we did that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Going to number six here, I really didn't give a fuck about <laughs> who actually makes the stuff I ride. No. To be honest, I don't care. No. As long as I enjoy it, like this multiple manufacturers and stuff like that, like I don't, I don't care if it's made in the USA or made no. in Pakistan. Like if it feels good and it rides, like I don't, I don't care about it. If it breaks in five minutes, I won't buy it. Ethical man. questions aside, the <laughs> only thing I could think of for this is, uh, you know, maybe if it's not made ethically in like like a sweatshop or something, like some bullshit like that. I, I mean, I might feel a little bit different about it if I find right. out that like, you know, my board was made on the blood of like a fucking nine year old in the middle of uh, Bangladesh <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, the bottom of your truck. <laughs> yeah, something, something like that. I mean, I would definitely have some reservations about. I wonder who they're talking about though, because like if I see independent, it's independent. That's all it is. I don't care where it comes from. Yeah. That's the brand. That's what I've always. Yeah, but you skated. don't. That's that's what they're saying. It's like, are is independent making them in the U.S. or is independent making them? I, I don't know. That's what they're saying. With I don't that. really care either. It, it, exactly. I mean. It's like I don't care, but at the same time, if like if, if an article comes out where I find out that some like real like kids are dying making that right, stuff, right. then yeah, I'm gonna say all right, you know, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, on an off yeah, topic, I'll, bla- I don't... I'll, I'll blacklist the company right off the bat if that's going right. on. There's a lot of stuff about the U.S. that maybe I don't really like, so... Yeah, maybe I'll just... I'd rather get my trucks from Pakistan, man. Right. Well, I'm not saying that. Yeah, that's a whole... (laughs) (laughs) I don't really mind it, though. I mean, as long as their label, their stamp of approval, their logo's on it... Yeah. You're going to trust it. The next one here, uh, we talked about a little bit with 
snowboarding, but it was skate and destroy the planet, kind of being more conscious about, I guess, using more, I guess they're trying to say more recycled material for skateboard decks um, that adhere to the best practices. So, I mean, this kind of goes hand in hand with the other one, like conscious of where it's made. Are they using recycled woods? Are, you know, are we killing trees with skateboarding? I think there's a couple other things that are be, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Do you really think that that many trees are being cut down for skateboards? Not for skateboards. I think for other things like paper products right. more. But so uh, are they trying to just raise awareness of the fact that natural resources are getting used, or yeah, basically that's right. what they're saying. I, I mean, I, I might be more inclined to get a uh, get a recycled board. Yeah, that'd be cool. A little bit, yeah. I mean, if it said, like, made from 100% recycled, like, right. paper or pieces of wood or old skateboards that were, like, basically it was made from, like, the plies and on the inside. they laminated them together. Yeah, like, yeah. you know the colored laminate laminate on the inside, like, right. which is basically just, like, particle boards anyway? Yeah. If that was made from recycled, okay, I'd be a little more inclined yeah. to get it, so I kind of get, I get this one, you know, to an extent. But, yeah, at the same time, I think there's other things you need to focus on, like paper products in your house. Yeah. Um, other things in the environment that we can be conscious of, and we see it in snowboarding yeah I really don't protect our winners thing and stuff like that I don't think skateboarding has a big contribution to <laughs> it doesn't have as big a carbon footprint yeah. okay yeah. no I, I agree too it's uh, a very small compared to things that we niche, other yeah. things that we can do to right um, better that um let's go back here to Google Chrome okay so who gets to be in the family Everybody. <laughs> Everybody's welcome. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And I, I kind of was like, I got to the last two questions where I was just like, all right, you guys are just kind of pulling at strings. Um, what I did, though, agree with this to an extent is... The longboarding. Identify as real... <laughs> who identifies as real skateboarders? Right. Yeah, the uh, the longboard cruisers and downhill fiends. Right. <laughs> Your plastic gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> when you see that, you go, okay, yeah. I get it now. Who gets to be in the family? And I, I hear myself say that in my head, and then I try to be a little bit better about it, but At the I still same time. can't stand it because if I hold a conversation with, yeah, man, I just shred every day, and then like. Fuck! There it goes. Like I know I'm it's like pissed again. Yeah, like you're in. Yeah, you're in a like a. Let's say you're at a party setting. You know, some people you might not know, friends of friends of friends. Right. And you know, they walk over, they see you rocking a pair of Lakai's, yeah. a pair of Vans, and they're gonna try and relate mm. to you. The only the one time <laughs> it happened, this dude was like. Yeah, I was longboarding down this hill, and I'm like, oh, Christ, I don't want to listen to this. I know. And then he lifted up his shirt, and he had a rash going all the way from his neck through his ass, all the way through his leg. And Dude was like, going, like, gnarly. 90 miles an hour. I'm like, all right. All right, pretty gnarly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean. I can understand that. But most of these other dudes, when you do see a longboard, I would say 65% of the time they're pushing Mongo. It's like in the in, in, <laughs> in the back of your mind you start hearing a Jack Johnson song playing right. and you're just like, God damn it. Pick a banana pancakes. <laughs> oh my God. But and they're yeah. pushing Mongo and they got this like goofy Converse thing going on. I, I don't mean to harp on the Converse thing. but like. I know. We'll keep harping on. It's fine. I'll, I'll continue to harp on. But then it's the flock of seagulls haircut and shit and it's like, yeah. you know. They look like a Jonas brother. Yeah. On a fucking... <laughs> 
I mean, I I've, I had some uh, I had some reservations about buying my first penny. Um, right. I bought it because <laughs> because every douche on the fucking boardwalk. Well, plus every time you look at one, you hear. Yeah. Going down the boardwalk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the penny is pretty awesome for filming. I'll give it. I just got it back, so yeah. it's back in my car now. So filming's gonna get a lot better. It's gonna be a little less shaky. Right. But. I mean, when I bought it, you know, I was looking for something to go get coffee in the morning. Right. And, like, I was riding my other board, but, you know, sometimes you take three pushes on that penny, man, it gets you to Dunkin' Donuts faster than you've ever thought. Then you pass by some kid with, like, an actual skateboard. He's, like, skating a ledge or something. He looks over at you. And you're just like... the same look that you give other people. You're like, this is my grocery getter. (laughs) No, dude, I actually skate. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) This isn't my normal... And you come back, and he's gone, and you have to work everything like that. No, man, like... Seriously, I've got like 17 boards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, right? sure, sure, sure. Tell it to the podcast. <laughs> but no, so... I think everybody, everybody's welcome, and obviously everybody's going to have their opinions, just like in the real world. But Don't yeah, be a douche. From what I've learned from skateboarding is there's a lot of bridges that have been crossed dealing with uh, you know people that you've never met before just because skateboarding is an aspect of yeah, it. It's definitely... Um, I wouldn't talk to a kid you know, wearing baggy-ass pants and says, lit as fuck. I, I would never <laughs> talk to somebody no, like that. No, it's not. No, it's lit AF. AF, Come yeah. on, man. I'm older, I'm older than you and I know the <laughs> there. But if he says that to me and he's skating, I'll keep listening rather than just say, okay, I've had enough. (laughs) Dude, I agree 100% uh, with that. I think everyone is welcome to an extent. Don't be the douche. Right. To try, like, if you're... Hey, guys, you know who Bam Margera is? (laughs) No. If you're a longboarder, know your place. Right, right. Exactly. Like, and I don't mean that to sound mean, but, like... When I say, oh, I'm a skateboarder, you know, right. and then they, and you go, oh, you know, I skateboard too, but I, you know, I do a longboard. Right. Don't try and say, so it's basically the same. Mm, it's not. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I don't it's try, and, I don't try and say that my skateboarding is basically the right. same as longboarding. You know, just be like, okay, you know, I longboard. Because if you're good at it, yeah. I'm not going 50 miles an yeah, hour. Exactly. Hell no. Just as you're not trying to do a flip trick on that. Right. You're not piece jumping of down donor wood you have right you know. there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So like, and I mean, the best example I've ever seen was uh, my brother-in-law Joe Christie's husband. Right. He is a longboarder. Right. He is a modest longboarder. Right. Doesn't try to play it off like his longboarding is the same as our skateboarding. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? I ride a longboard. Sometimes I cruise. Boom. Right. End of said, like, end of discussion. Like, <laughs> me? Okay, cool. Yeah, I used to ollie down 12 stairs. Now I just longboard. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not trying to build it. He's not trying to build it up more right. than it is. He's not trying to downplay it. He knows exactly what it is and he says it. Yeah. Yeah, so. But you meet those dudes and, you know, they say, oh, well, I used to ollie down 12 stairs. I used to kick flip 10 stairs, you know, but. Uh, I just kind of don't do that anymore. Like, yeah, I mean, you fucking did because that's really crazy. Yeah, I mean, twelve <laughs> stairs is big, dog. Yeah, <laughs> Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> right. I mean, we've got footage. I mean, we've we've got some two thousand six footage of some twelve stairs, Jesus and we've got Madsen doing yeah. some serious nose slides down them. But I don't. Mm-mm. But yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't harp on it. No. <laughs> so no good. I mean, this was a great question. Um, 
ender of all enders here for number nine on the nine ethical questions all skaters should ask themselves is just what is skateboarding anyway? Which is kind of falls in line with the last question. You know, what is skateboarding anyway? Hmm. What is it? You know, and we we talked about it in some of the other podcasts. Like, is skateboarding a sport? We heard some very uh, interesting takes on that from Vice TV. Uh, which you know, if it wasn't, if, <laughs> I forgot if, about that yet. If it wasn't for King of the Road or Epically Latered, right? I would tell Vice TV to go kick rocks, right? Or for actually a better term would be to go fuck yourself right. after not calling skateboarding a sport. But you know, there's other things that they talk about here. You know, what is skateboarding? Lifestyle, mental discipline, like yoga or martial arts. I agree on that. Like yeah. it is a mental discipline. It's more be- than because it's about it's about landing at once, but getting up six times. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> fall six times, you land at once. Maybe fall fifty times, land at once. See, I, I don't <laughs> know about martial arts or anything like that, so I don't know the full extent of it. But yeah, but it's a discipline. Like you, oh, there, there are there are certain moves in martial arts and certain moves in right. yoga. That you might not get right off the bat, just right. like there's certain things you might not get in skateboarding. Like, and I think that's more of a worldly way of comparing. But that's it. everything, though. Yeah. That's like drumming. If I don't get the beat right off the bat, oh, yeah. You know, it's that's also, discipline too. That's also your skateboarder coming through. Yeah. You know, because skateboarding is the most violent way of learning. You, you know, you try a kickflip. Say you're, you know, seven years old and you're trying to kickflip and you land primo. And both of your shins roll over the board for the first time. You say, "Shit, do I really want to learn this?" Or well, that's what I, <laughs> that's what I told um, I told people who are like, "I want to get into snowboarding." Right. Is uh, you know, what snowboarding like? Is it easy to snowboard? It's not. No. It is not easy. Mm-hmm. It is difficult. You're gonna fall. Right. And that's what I tell with skateboarders. And like when I used to teach uh, kids at the Y, <clears throat> and they're just like they would give up. I'm like, this is skateboarding. Yeah. You're gonna fall seven times before you land this. It's practice and it's painful practice. Yeah. <laughs> and what it says here on this last sentence of the entire article is the future of skateboarding will be shaped by how we answer this deviously simple question. You know, it's like right now it's like you're looking at the Olympics are gonna be yeah. featuring skateboarding. International organizations have a real interest in slapping definitions on skateboarding. So, what is you know is skateboarding a sport? Is it a lifestyle? Is it basically? I, I mean, I think in skateboarding, in its simplest terms, is skateboarding. There's I mean, this no is a thought that yeah. I mean, I don't think you can put a label on. It. I don't think right. you can call it a lifestyle, a sport. Like it is a sport, but it's not just a sport. It's also a lifestyle. I think right. it's basically. It's like calling... It's almost a culture. Yeah. A culture is a way of life set by, a, I, I mean, a standard of basically practices Right. that, you know, you, you look at American culture, uh, cultures across the globe. Skateboarding is a culture. Skateboarding is not just a sport. I mean, there's a lifestyle right. associated. There's a way of dressing. There's a way of speaking. Right. Come on, how many times, like, if you were, if, if you were a skate, if you were not a skateboarder, do you think you'd be using the terms like, oh, word? <laughs> or, or like, that's gnarly? Like, would you, would you use those terms? Wow, that was sick. Yeah, that was sick. Like, you think of cultures like yeah. people who live in, like, Western Europe or something that don't have skateboarding. You think they're sitting there saying, like, oh, this potato I grew is sick. 
Right. Or like, oh, that plow is sick. Or, oh, right. this factory I'm going to work at is, you know, that's, that's sick. Gnarly. You know. But that last sentence, I, I, this is just a thought that came to me now. Like, when we were watching Dying to Live and, stu- you know, the videos like that, yeah, yeah. right, with the big handrail skating, that was a more high-risk type of skateboarding. Oh, yeah, Whereas of now we're looking at it like, oh, uh, Shane O'Neill did Nolly tray flip into no slide, Nolly big heel out. Technical instead if you th- of Yeah, if you think about oriented. it, it's not not as high-risk. It, it's gnarly and it takes so much yeah. more, but... Now that I saw that, the future of skating will be shaped by how we answer this question, which would be, are people going to work as hard, or are they going to put that much risk into it, or is it going to slowly turn into... Or, or what defines working hard, as opposed to what, what defines working hard back then, as opposed to working hard right now? Working hard is jumping down, I mean, like Jamie Thomas, 50-50-ing a 16 stair, and it's okay. like this. Yeah, and so he's 50-50-ing he's 50, a 16 stair. And he stare. tries it 30 times, gets up every single time and tries it again. what's to say that's not as... Right. Like, what if I not would say it's not as vigorous. As, as a technical, like, you know, a 360 flip, no yeah. slide, shove it out, or... Because you only land into it... Maybe what one out of five times? Yeah, but that's the same and thing. And then you get the, one try. But that's the, the same thing out. with the back fifty-fifty down yeah. the twelve stair hubba, man. It's yeah. the same thing. Like you're still working hard. Right. Yeah, you're still busting but your ass for it. But it's different. It's different schools of thought with that, man. It's. I just picture the you know the handrail. Obviously, you're going to get a little more beat up. You're, uh, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> you're, I mean, obviously, you're going to get more beat up. So it's more vigorous, but so it still takes the same mental capacity. You know, capacity. And that's, of and that's something that I've always taken from like day one. Like I've always admired the stair set skateboarders. I've always right. admired them. I've always been a ledge guy. Yeah. Like, I I bought Dying to Live. I yeah. bought. You know, misled youth. I've had all those videos, and I, you know, yeah, right. I watched all of them, but what I yeah, did, that video really didn't have any technical skating in it. <laughs> well, I mean, um, John Alley, John Ali um, had very technical skateboarding. Also, Chris Cole. Yeah, Chris Cole. Yeah, obviously. But what <laughs> what video really propelled my style, which was basic ledges. You had your manuals, big banks, and stuff like that. Was Menic Mani by S. Yeah. So that video was Rodrigo oh TX, Arto, front to back. Costin. That thing is. I just mean, <laughs> I mean, they still did the ledge, uh, like they did the big. Yeah. They did the big. Right. But the technical ledges, like San Francisco. Arto Sorry's part, and it was just. So there fuck was. Me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't think anything has been anything has changed. So, uh, the future of skateboarding, like, there's always going to be the big. Right. I mean, we watched it on a couple. Videos. I mean, come on! The there mega was... ramp blew up out of nowhere, and where yeah, the I mean, fuck do you watched, go from that? <laughs> we just watched Lakai that that kickflip gap over the guy who was filming. Yeah, like that was a big <laughs> gap, man. It's, yeah, the possibilities are endless at this point. Yeah, the um, the uh, the ditch gaps that uh, Riley Hawk was doing yeah. Lakai. Oh my god! Like those were big too. I mean. They were different. They weren't just your standard ride up to a stair right. and jump down it, but they were still big things. Because you got to pump in and out of it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, they were still big. So, I mean, this was a great nine questions yeah, cool. to kind of go through and kind of make you think about skateboarding a little bit more. 
Yeah, it's a little bit better than the uh, stuff you see on Facebook, the bait clip, you know, type <laughs> thing. Yeah. Are you a skateboarder if you know uh, who rode for zero? You know, who owns yeah. zero? You're or, not you know, a skateboarder if you don't know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. I'm going to have this on the show notes. Take a look at these nine questions. Try and answer them yourself. I mean, even if you have a couple friends, you're drinking some beer after yeah, a skate session. I don't think I fully support that. Banana Republic on the ride show. <laughs> Some, uh, that's some, that's some terrible ad placement right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely um, something to look at with your friends. Yeah. You know, after a session, you're just having some beers, you're hanging out. Answer these questions with them. I mean, have a yeah. discussion. It's definitely something to uh, look into. So, are you ready, Eric? I don't know. I think I got to take a leak. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm gonna, that's all right. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do a little pause for you here. All right, we are back <laughs> from bathroom break for our last segment of the night. This is a new segment I wanted to uh, start after uh, Eric's take on modern skate fashion. This is a segment <laughs> called Things Eric Will Hate. Oh, and I kind of disguised the link on the show notes so we couldn't see it, and I put it at the last link here, so I'm hoping it loaded um, so we can watch this. Oh my god. <laughs> you ready? You ready, Eric? The serpent sea is tiny. It's way smaller than a loose board and fits right inside of your backpack. Fits right inside your backpack. Oh, wow. It's only 18 inches long and weighs 6.39 pounds. You said Canadian, Canadian maple and then the, <laughs> the little subtitle said bamboo. <laughs> what? It's a remote control electric Jesus skateboard? Jesus Christ almighty. It'll start and end with Kickstarter. Just throwing the lake right now. Look at this guy. <laughs> Looks like he's part of the Matrix or something. Oh, it probably not. isn't for me. Yeah, probably isn't. Right. It probably isn't for you, Eric. That's plenty fast for cutting across avenues and going from uptown to downtown or vice versa. But if you need a faster board, this little guy will probably let you down. The range is also a little weak at 6.2 miles per charge, but you can't really expect much from a small board with a single hub-driven motor. There's a sport mode that lets you go faster. There's a sport mode? There's a sport mode on this electric skateboard, Eric. It's called a quick wheel with a K. Look at you put your fingertips through it. So what does this accomplish, really? I mean, he's barely going faster than people walk. I know. But come on, man. It's an electric skateboard. How was that, Eric? Eric, so what we uh, it's, uh, what it's, we what we just talked about here is the uh, the smallest electric skateboards ever made by the Quick Wheel Serpent C. It's an 18 inch long remote control electric skateboard. Eric, how do you feel about this electric it's, uh, skateboard? A waste of money. It's a waste of money. I picture the amount of people that put their time and effort into making this garbage piece of shit. Could have cured cancer. They could have done something better with their time. <laughs> right? Could have been something a lot better. I mean, they could have dug a hole that would have been more think, think substantial the, than this fucking little think of remote the, uh, controlled fucking RC car. Think of the engineers <laughs> who like went to MIT and were like, I'm going to change the world with my ideas. 
And they got a job at Quick Wheel. Yep. I'm going <laughs> to make the Quick Wheel, but guys, we're going to make it cool. We're going to replace the Q with a K. All right. No, no. And now it's a Quick Wheel. You, you know there was some guy in the, mar- in the marketing meeting who went, I like your style. This is the move, guys. <laughs> this, this is, is it. This is what happens. This is what's going to sell it. <laughs> Yeah, but we don't have a product to support that. Well, it'll sell. <laughs> mm. So, Eric, would you say you hate this idea? I would say it's garbage. There we go. That is our segment of Things <laughs> Eric Will Hate. I wouldn't recommend oh, anybody God. in the skateboarding industry buying this <laughs> lunacy. I, can't, I, I cannot wait to <laughs> continuously find things as amazing as the quick wheel to uh, review with you here. God. Okay, so that ends the podcast for this evening. Thank you guys for listening. Just going to go down the old social media at the end here. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Board Stiff Podcast. Email us some ideas. I did throw a thing out there on Facebook. I'm trying to look for some bands to feature. I did get a great list of, you know, some people did respond. I thank you for that. I'm, I'm making a list for future episodes. Got some great local music to feature, but keep sending them our way. Send us some emails about topics, uh, any ideas you might have. You can listen to us here at soundcloud.com slash board-stiff-podcast. Uh, that's where we keep all of our podcasts, but we do send out the feed to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher, so you can find us on all those on your mobile device. Uh, special thanks to Viceland, as always, for the uh, content, especially with the Epically Later, Thrasher, uh, Transworld, Skate and Snowboarding, always great articles, Stickman Brews for the beers tonight, uh, The 60s out of Lansdale, great music for this evening. And we had a pretty good uh, podcast here. Uh, welcome back, Eric, to the podcast, and welcome back your uh, colorful commentary on all of our <laughs> topics here. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, Eric, a little Probably cheers more here. Shits and fucks than normal. <laughs> cheers, guys. Have a good night. <laughs>